What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Hello, everyone. My name is Colby, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Colby Complaints. Howdy, everybody. I am literally a bum, and you can find me on Twitter (laughs) at D underscore River underscore O. Hey there, it's still your favorite redhead. It's Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. How are y'all doing this week? I am Good. dragging my almost dead body to the end of this school year. You're still the last in school? It is the last week of, of school. El walk. El walk, help me, Lord. <laughs> And then it's the summer. You can do nothing. Yes. I will be doing nothing until I fly out to Rome. Sorry, I was going to follow up with that, but I was drinking water. And I thought you were going to keep going. When is that happening? July 1st. Very nice. I hope I nobody steals from me. I heard you're supposed to lick the Colosseum when you're in Rome. I you feel are like, supposed to are lick you? the Roman Colosseum are when you? you're in Rome. Oh, I, only, I did. I only say it because I know that Colby did it, and it's one of his go-to fun facts. <laughs> I feel like y'all are punking me, but I, I'll, I'll do <laughs> it. Pic- I w- I'm literally about to send a picture to the group. Me, hold on, y'all. Uh, Aaron, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm really tired. I have to finish packing still because I'm leaving for Israel for two months in like 17 hours. But yeah, we're thriving. Maverick. Eh, it's been a little bit of a week. Nothing really too bad happened or anything. It's just one of those weeks. A little bit stressful. I do, also, just realizing again, there's no such thing as a summer break before. Unless you're a teacher. <laughs> yeah. So, but I finally did get some vacation approved in July. Um, so I got a whole week. I have nine days off. So that's as close as I'll get. David, I know I've talked to you about licking the Roman Coliseum. I'm I sure, am positive. I'm sure you have, but I have the attention span of a goldfish, so I very well could have <laughs> forgotten it. I know I've told the story on the podcast before, but in case you have any new er, listeners, uh, when I was in Assisi, Italy, for my people-to-people trip, they told us, hey, you're about to go to Rome. The next day you're in Rome, you should lick the Roman Coliseum. And then someone asked, why should we lick the Roman Coliseum? And they said, because how many people can say they've looked at Roman Coliseum? So I can tell you the answer to that question is at least 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least 40. I put the picture in the group me. Hey, if this episode, once I tweet it, if this episode gets 15 likes, I'll tweet the picture. How did it taste? Like a rock. It tastes <laughs> much like looking any other rock. You just need to have a more sophisticated palate then. It didn't have an oaky afterbirth? <laughs> Not quite. But the wine I had yesterday did, apparently. Carla and I, we went to a wedding yesterday. Um, and then we... You were looking so handsome. Hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, she got a wine from the bachelorette party, a bottle of wine, because they went to a... Um, oh, oh, God. <laughs> what was did they survive? Called? Did they survive? Carla did. Carla was fine. Okay, um, that's all that matters. <laughs> they um, they w- got a bottle of wine from the winery. Is what those places are called, and it was so dry. I did not love it. It was fine. Well, did you let it all but evaporate? There, wasn't, there was. A, I'm not going to acknowledge that. There was an <laughs> oaky aftertaste. <sighs> but before we get started, we have a review to read from Drudicus. Five stars. That's pretty neat. So if you want to have your review read, you can do that. (laughs) Just go ahead and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. If it's five stars, we'll read it. I'm honored. I'm honored as well. That's the first review we've gotten in like a year. It's been a minute. So yeah, y'all want to jump into the stuff we normally talk about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the only uh, finals prediction that is still intact is Aaron's of Raptors in five. So, <laughs> yes. 
just as we all predicted. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's weird, and I don't like it. I think I said I think I said Warriors and six, right? I also said Warriors. And yeah, six. I'm pretty sure we both said Warriors and six. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> so that tells um, what we know. <laughs> but to me, like nobody thinks the series is over, right? No. Okay. As long it's as we're all on the, the same. triple zeros and the Raptors have won. I like the Warriors are just that. Like they are the mountain from Game of Thrones. They just will not die. Like, they just will not die. I will it's, not believe they are dead until I see them dead. <laughs> it's like ninety five percent over. I don't know. Same thing happened. I know. I realize LeBron James is not walking through that door, but <laughs> I realize that. But a sixty to eighty percent Kevin Durant might help them out, and they might. They I could see them taking it to seven. I just looking at the Warriors, they look tired. And if they are this tired for the rest of the series, I can't see them going past six. If Kevin Durant joins and he's, you know, a remnant of his former self and he's he- like relatively healthy and giving them Kevin Durant-ish numbers, then they've got a shot. But the way it's looking right now, quite frankly, they look like they should have been swept. Is KD even close to game ready? Because he was practically, he was bleh. He was cleared to practice today, Sunday, as we're recording, and he didn't even do a full practice, which was already a shortened practice. Yeah, he hasn't practiced in a month. The, today was his first practice, yes? Yes. So, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't sound like it's good to me. I mean, they could be really desperate and just shove him out there. But at the same time, I feel like that wouldn't be the best decision because he's not going to compromise the rest of his career for this he already has two rings. But Allegedly. Also, like, how, <laughs> how much KD are you getting? That's the question. Like, are you getting, are you getting like finals MVP KD? Or are you getting hobbled one legged? I'm going to chill on the three point line and not be a defensive presence KD. Cause honestly, the, the, the problem with the Warriors isn't really their offense their defense they look like swiss cheese when i rewatched the game yesterday it's swiss cheese it's not good like even with i mean with looney in there they were they were obviously better defensively and with clay in there they were obviously better defensively but it still looks rough <laughs> and like i'm not like just blacking out and forgetting that it what Kevin Looney did not have a broken collarbone. Like that Yo. was reported that he had a broken collarbone, right? Yes. And he still played. Well, they said it was ribs yesterday. Yeah. That's why I'm confused. Cause I saw, yeah, I saw maybe it was both. <laughs> Kawhi's that strong. <laughs> But the one that confuses me, I'm really genuinely confused about Kevin Durant because, I mean, I wouldn't think a calf strain would keep you out for a month, really, right? Unless it's uh, like a grade two um, strain. Unless there was tearing. Did they report anything about the grading? I did not look. No? Okay. I mean, I didn't see anything about, like, no one ever said he has a grade one sprain or a grade two sprain. Like, I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, strains, it, it really does come down to if there was actual tearage or not. And it's coming to, like his ice pack is coming down real low, like towards his Achilles. Not yeah. saying that he has an Achilles tear, but that would be hectic. And it was reported that it was a broken collarbone. So we aren't, <laughs> we aren't like bugging out. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, listen, I mean, five years worth of finals will do that to you, unless you're yeah. LeBron James. Especially when you have the top-heavy structure of a team like the Warriors. I mean, we all knew that their bench wasn't as good as it was back in 20, what, what when is, 2016? That was their last year without Kevin Durant. If they lose... If they lose this finals to the war to to the the Raptors, 
technically the only ring Steph won without KD was against LeBron James, Matthew Dellavedova, and Timothy Mozgov. <laughs> Te- yeah. I'm just speaking in technicalities. Technically, yeah. finals MVP. And didn't win finals MVP. That goes to Iggy. Well, it really goes to LeBron, but yeah. Yeah, I understand, but it technically, yeah, I agree with you. allegedly, it went to Iggy. I think that this series shows th- that if Kyrie wasn't Kyrie and was still on the Cavs, that we bold claim would have won the past two championships. I think it would have been competitive. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I mean, if Listen, LeBron I, single-handedly kept us in game one last year. By pure force of will. <laughs> yeah, and seriously. If he didn't break his hand and had Kyrie not sucking, hopefully. I still cannot believe that that, that, tor- that, that, that LeBron James team, that Cavs team won two games. <laughs> I cannot believe that. <laughs> I think so. Let's talk about the. Are we calling Kawhi alien? Are we going robot? I'm like going what robot. Direction are we going? I'm Apple ro- time. I'm ro- Apple time. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi is the. I don't know if y'all, the listeners, have been seeing these Kawhi Leonard stories that have been coming out for the past about week and a half now, but they. He's a very interesting person. It turns out. <laughs> Do you think all of those quotes are real? I, I, I don't. can't tell. I, I know, but it's like the 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 biggest problem is that they're all plausible. Yeah. <laughs> like this man drove a 1997 Chevy Tahoe when he was making 17 million dollars a year. Like, come on. I He's do think that the most telling of all of them is when he was at San Diego State his first year, and his coach was trying to teach him help side defense. And Kawhi just looked at his coach. He was like, why can't they just stay in front of their man like I do? <laughs> That's funny. He, like, he, he literally, like, could not understand the concept of help defense. <laughs> yeah. I like that just, when he plays, he just goes, like, bucket, bucket. Board man bad. gets Breathe. paid. Board man gets apples. <laughs> board man gets paid. <laughs> Then when he gets interviewed the other game, he's like, uh, do you have anything to say? Like, there was a lot of people in the Asian market that were up to watch the game. They're like, do you have anything to say to those fans? And he just goes, computing. Ni hao. That was so funny. But he's been playing well to very well at times. I think generally he's been playing well until he explodes for 17 and a quarter on the road. Yeah. Like, did, did we expect the Raptors to take both games in Oakland? No, no, no not at all. I, I mean, I, as I was rewatching, I mean, the Warriors were in control of that game for the first, like, two and a quarter quarters. And then uh, I think it was Fred Van Vliet that said he hit two FU shots at the beginning of the quarter. And just, it never, I don't think it ever recovered from there. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that the big thing that's been happening, I think it's also showing how tired the Warriors team is, is the past two games we've expected them to make their trademark third quarter run where it's a close game and they just put the game out of reach by the end of the third quarter and both games it hasn't happened. I mean, the Raptors have been pushing the pace all all four games yeah. that have happened so far. and. I wonder if Dwayne Casey were still the coach. Like, you still, like, get rid of Damari, you keep, and you get Kawhi. Um, If this team still happens. Because this defense, janky or not, is working. Mm -hmm. It is. Which I guess is a good time to talk about my poll question on my personal Twitter uh, a couple (laughs) weeks, or, like, a week ago. What is more cowardly? Straight up zone or box and one? I feel strongly that box and one is probably the most cowardly you can get. I still, I still think it's zone. I, I, just, I still maintain <laughs> a straight up zone is is the most cowardly. Box and one, like uh, 
boxing one reeks desperation to me. Like if you are going to a boxing one, you are searching for something. But at least you're work. trying. <laughs> Two, three, barely. Like, <laughs> yeah, at least one person is playing man to man still. One person is chasing someone relentlessly. Is what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Where I just feel. Where do you think Triangle and Two falls on that? <laughs> the thing is about Triangle and Two is that I haven't. I've literally never seen a Triangle. Okay, for all right, let's back up a little bit. Box and One, for those of you who don't know, is a hybrid zone man offense where you normally have two people on the elbows, the corners of the. Th- uh, free throw line two people on the box and they are all playing zone in that area of the court and you put one of your defenders on the other team's best player and aka you, steph curry on aka fred van bleed on steph curry and he just chases him around so pre- pretty much he's getting double team wherever he is on the court isn't it isn't it crazy that technically steph curry has the size advantage in that matchup it's <laughs> ridiculous Fred Bradley is the Jose Barea of this series. And <laughs> millennials don't know about JJ Barea. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet, then, every time he shoots, I think it's going in considering like he just tosses up bull crap and it just goes in. <laughs> uh, triangle and two that Aaron was talking about is similar, except there are two people playing man and your three are spread out. There's one person in the middle of the free throw line, two people on the block. Anyway, I think a boxing one is a thousand times more cowardly in <laughs> those straight up zone defense. I think that the triangle in two is definitely the least cowardly because that is so difficult of a defense to play. I just, I don't, I have never seen a place where it would be practical. Yeah. Well, it'd be on a team where you have like two staffs and three, Bokits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who's getting quality minutes in the, the 2019 NBA Finals? That's weird. But anyway, about the box of one, it worked. It did. It 100% worked. Yeah. I. It's kind of crazy to me that what Toronto is trying to do, like, they didn't play well yesterday at all. Wait, is it Not yesterday? Or the game, Friday. No. Is it Friday or yesterday? It was Friday. Friday. They didn't play well, like, for most of that game. And they were still, even when they weren't playing well, they were still within, like, five to eight points. And then when they finally started hitting their shots, I mean, they blew it open. And they never looked back. Like, between having a stretch five in Marcus All and Serge Ibaka, who can knock down shots, you've got Pascal Siakam, who looks like he can get whatever he wants sometimes, like, bullies people inside um danny green who when he's on he's on at the very least he's a good defender and a good rebounder and then Kawhi leonard who is a robot and (laughs) although he should never dribble every time he dribbles i think it's a turnover (laughs) even though he didn't turn it over last game i feel like he's about to turn it over every time he drives but i whatever uh and then kyle lowry who I mean, isn't having the flashiest stat line, but I feel like he's playing really well still, which is kind of weird. I mean, he's one of the best defensive guards in the in the league, and it's showing. I mean, just honestly, I feel it's a it's so cliche, but like the passing is so crisp with the Toronto Raptors. Like their passing is really, really good. Well, the the Warriors are doubling the end of the post, and which they the, have to because they're they're outsized because yeah. they play small ball. And what the, what the Raptors are doing is that whenever the double comes, they have someone dive down. They have someone dive down to the basket, and either someone's going to follow them to the basket, or someone's going to rotate to the top of the key to be open up there at the um, top of the three point arc. So, it's, what do you want to give up? Who are you guarding? What do you want to give up? And the Raptors know it's coming, and they've just been exploiting it all series. Yeah, man. I Listen, I mean, how do we – okay, so first off, like let's speculate both situations. What? How do we feel after uh, Toronto wins if they win? If they win game five and they win in a, in a gentleman's sweep? How I was have? wrong about Toronto. Maverick? 
honestly still shocked, even uh, as good as as well as they've played across the whole series. Just really didn't expect it. Um, you have a rookie coach winning an NBA Finals and Nick Nurse, um, someone like in the given the start of the season where Kawhi wasn't really feeling strong about being with this team in the first place, yet winning a championship with them. Um, I mean, it's it, it's something new, and I always like introducing something new. Nick Nurse, by the way, who's always wearing his own apparel in the locker room before the game. NN. <laughs> NN. And it means Danny Green is a champion once again, so just add one more Tar Heel ring. Aaron? Raptors in five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do think the Raptors are going to win this series. I, I don't, and I don't think it's going, I don't, I feel like the way the Warriors are going to go out, I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it's it Even seems like it's it seems I like don't it's think another. It's coming back. It seems like it's another one of those end of an era haymaker finals beatdowns, like what happened to the Cavs last year, like what happened to the Heat in 2014. Right, where you know like, that this is it. I. I don't think that Kevin Durant is going to be back in time to save them. I think the series is going to be over. So you say you think he's not ready to come back, like from a health standpoint, or you just think he's not yes. coming back? Just be, like, like you he's think not, it's, you think he's reconciled with the fact that it's over? I think he's not ready to come back from a health standpoint. And even if he does, I don't think he will be enough of himself. I don't think they'll be able to get enough good minutes out of him to make this series anything close to competitive. I don't care how good you are. You don't play basketball for a month. Like you don't get on the court with other professionals for a month. You're going to be rusty or fatigued because of conditioning. Yeah, uh, he, he was cleared to practice today and I, I just, uh, I don't see it. So on that topic, Mm-hmm. Do we think Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson come back to the Warriors if they lose? Since they're both free, for those that don't know, they are both free agents this summer to te- of some of the biggest names in free agency, along with Kawhi Leonard and there's another big one that I, I'm forgetting. Um, I know AD is on the trade block, but oh my goodness, Kyrie, Jimmy Kyrie, Kyrie, there we go. And Jimmy Butler. I didn't even think about him. And Kemba. And Kemba. <laughs> Don't talk about it. <laughs> Come to Dallas. It's a pretty big summer. It is a pretty big summer. So, I mean, do we think do we think that if the Warriors lose, I think Clay's coming back. I don't I don't think he leaves. Genuinely. I think they keep the Splash Bros intact. However, I don't know about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. I I think KD is going some to one of the New York teams. Cuz he got yeah. whether they win or lose this series, he's gotten what he's wanted. He's got two rings, potentially a third if they pull this out. I feel like we Wait, oh, sorry, go ahead, Colby. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say of like the the teams in New York, the Nets are the better option even though Spencer Dinwiddie um looks like he's not going to be there. Like I think the coaching is better in Brooklyn. I think the Supporting cast is better in Brooklyn. Theo Pinson is in Brooklyn. So, plus, yes. Plus, Theo is in Brooklyn. And they'd probably have to shop uh, shop D'Angelo Russell, which would get you, I think, some pretty good pieces because he balled out last year. Do we... I feel like we very easily forget the drama that was last year in the Golden State Warriors. Like, do we remember when Dr- Draymond told him to leave? Like, what That they, was this year. Was that this year? <laughs> That was this year. I thought that was last year when he it was might like, have been last year and this year, but it definitely happened when this he was year. like, "Leave, like, no, we don't need you, leave." <laughs> that was, I think, that was before Christmas this year. So I mean, like, shoot. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be there. I, I to me, it seems from a distance that he doesn't want to be there. But we need to move on to something. Well, let's talk about this, Kawhi. If they win. 
um, so a reporter asked Kawhi if he if it was true that he bought property in Toronto, and Kawhi said, "Uh, not yet." So <laughs> I love nice voice. That seems pretty ambiguous. So does Kawhi stay in Toronto, Aaron? I say yes. David, I think so. Maverick. Logically, I feel like you, especially after winning a championship, it's definitely a winning formula, but I think he can leave. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. If he stays, I am looking forward to the day where we get to talk about Toronto's front office and how good of a job that they did with that. But moving on, David really wants to talk about Paul Pierce. So, <laughs> the, I just think it's hilarious. Not just be, not because Paul Pierce pooped himself, but because well, we're just diving right into it. <laughs> so not only did that happen, but like that moment was like revered by Celtics fans. You know, Paul Pierce gets hurt, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He gets hurt. He's out on. He's got to get carried off of court. Carried. On this man looks chair. like he's crying. No, no, no. He gets carried to the wheelchair. <laughs> and then he gets he gets rolled off in a wheelchair hands in his head like he just tore his acl mcl hsl whatever like everything HSL. like everything like he like his his knee exploded and then he comes running out two minutes later high five and everybody like nothing happened like and it was called like that's like the injury game or whatever come to find out like 12 years later he's like I got a confession. Like I really had to go to the bathroom and like, did you have to fake an injury that dramatically to go to the bathroom? Like, I just want to know Paul Pierce because we just want to talk. We just want to talk. And I know Paul Pierce, I can't either, but I remember there being like a conspiracy video about like, they were like, they looked at the back of his pants and they could see a skid mark up in there. So, (laughs) so, what you got to say, Paul? Uh, it's not it been a good like couple confirmed. months for Paul Pierce, <laughs> to say the least. So, all I'm saying is just be tr- be truthful, Paul. Come on. He said he had to go to the bathroom, but he didn't tell the full story. Are you done with your peeing about Paul Pierce? <laughs> uh, yeah. I just desperately do not want to talk about this any longer. <laughs> Uh, just uh, man i love nba basketball <laughs> the nba best league in the world best league <laughs> in the world so let's talk carolina baseball mav you want to take a point on this or me uh, we can both do it uh we're progressing right along uh through the ncaa tournament uh we ended up getting out of, out of our regional we got the regional in chapel hill who was it? We had uh, Tennessee, Liberty. And UNC Dub. UNCW. Uh, we beat UNCW in the first game. Um, let's see. And then we ended up really uh, facing off against Tennessee to win the regional, made the super regional to face Auburn, um, who, who had uh, somewhat of a shock being in, still in the tournament. They were actually one of the unranked teams that made it. Um, and it's been quite a series so far. Uh, what was it? Friday. Auburn took game one, or or Saturday? No, nope, Saturday. Auburn took game one uh, in a somewhat heartbreaking fashion. Uh, definitely sent one of the four of us into a spiral. Are we talking about me? We're not going to name names. I wasn't in a depressive spiral. I was just like, why do we have to? Why did every time I start paying attention to, to Carolina baseball? They do some crap like this. So I'm just like, why are we like this? I was in a wedding. It was an unplugged wedding, so I did not see anything, and then I just opened my phone to uh, absolute meltdown. And I, they, and I mean, all their comeback, like, the runs came, like, in the seventh and eighth innings. And I think, while it's understandable, a lot of people started, like, losing a little bit of hope because it's just one of those kind of back-breaking kind of comebacks too um, and it was just also just a case of like our pitching was just very depleted by game one and so people were like 
well, if they're this depleted now, then they're just going to beat us in game two. We're done. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but baseball is just one of those sports where that happens. Like, and it's no, to no fault of players or coaching. It happens. And you just have to roll with the punches. But all that withstanding, the heels are a win away from another College World Series. Yes, we did hold them off today, uh, 2-0. So uh, Austin Love, is that correct? The freshman pitcher who Mm -hmm. played on Saturday, who was one of the pitchers that led the comeback uh, for Auburn. Uh, Today retired like 13th of 14 of the batters. So definitely did a big turnaround, stepped up big time today. Um, And like I said, it's a rubber match for a shot or for a ticket to Omaha. Yep, yep. So that's it for the heels. We are looking forward to that, and we will see how they do hopefully next week, next time we talk. So college basketball has some rule changes come down the pipe. So the three-point line has been extended to the FIBA international line, which I believe is 22 feet one and three quarters inches. How do we feel? Let's talk about that one first. Cause there are two rule changes. Let's talk about that one first. How do y'all feel about the three point line being extended? And oh, also, wasn't the NBA extending to that range as well? Or the NBA is longer. Longer. Okay. Aaron, did you have something? Uh, yeah. I went before I got cut off. What was the last thing that you heard from me? I don't either. Uh, yeah, I was we, just, we, it was like me and you talking to baseball. Yes. So that big comeback from Auburn also really hurt because it was from Han- our pitcher was Hanson Butler, who's been really good the whole season. And that was just one of those demoralizing ends to a game. And going into today, it was a winner-go-home situation, and we only scored two runs and left about 12 guys on base, which is not the type of performance that you want to have in a game that you have to win. But luckily, our pitching from Austin Bergner and Austin Love was fantastic. And Auburn didn't score the entire game. So now we've got a winner-take-all game to go to Omaha tomorrow at 1 o'clock. There we go. All right, back to college basketball. Uh, Yeah, we're at the international line. Maverick, how do you feel? Um, I mean, it's extending it further. I mean, it's getting them closer to an NBA-style range. Uh, I mean, should be helping them to you know be better acclimated to a longer-age system for professional basketball. Um, one thing it could be interesting, it's not a terribly significant uh, increase, but it's it's more of a thing where um, for teams like a pack line or anything like that, how is it going to work when the, they're just, just that much more spread out in an offense? Um, and is there more focus now? Should uh, players start developing more of a mid-range game now that the floor is going to be a little more open? Spoiler alert, yes. I don't know. I mean, that spacing thing isn't something that I really considered. What I think about when I'm looking at something like this rule change is the effect on three-point percentage and how often people shoot threes. And they tested this out in the NIT this year, right? Yes. And I'm pretty sure that the quantity and and quantity of threes taken and percent of threes that were made was about the same as with the old NCAA length. Yeah, but the NIT, like, it's not scrubs playing in the NIT. Like, it's, it's the teams that lost in their conference championship. So these aren't, like, bad teams that are out there. So do you think I, that it's not going to affect the top tier of teams, but it's going to affect the worst teams in college? I think it will affect all teams. I think it will affect the um, mid and low majors more. Yeah. But I think that, like, nationally we're going to see the 
three-point percentage average drop. I guess percentage average is redundant, but you know what I mean. I, I'm i not sure about threes taken, though. I think maybe, like, just the novelty of it might increase the amount of threes. I think in a couple years, though, it'll be about where it is now. I think, yeah, there's going to be an adjustment period, but I think this does nothing but help. I phrase that weird, weirdly. It helps the actual college players, I feel like, because it gets you more acclimated to what it'd be like in the pros, even though it's not technically NBA uh, length. It's still closer. Um, And like you said, I think Maverick said it, forcing you to kind of develop more of a mid-range game. And the less I have to see of the pack line defense, the better. (laughs) Well, I'm interested to see how Louisville and Virginia adjust. Virginia more so. Um, Louisville, their pace is, uh, adds a factor to it, but with Virginia specifically, they are getting this change coming off of a championship where they are losing a lot of their best players, especially a lot of their best defensive players. So that all those compounding factors might lead to a rough year for Virginia basketball. So how exactly will it affect the pack line you, for those of us who don't so, all the way understand the pack line? How <laughs> how will it affect it? So the pack line, they tr- you try to keep every defender in like an eighteen foot loop around the around the basket, eighteen foot circle around the basket. So when you pass it around the perimeter, that that's just at well at the top of the key that's four feet you have to make up before um before you can contest a shot virginia is traditionally very good at contesting um pretty much every shot but it's just a little bit more work that they'll have to do uh to get that contest so i'm sure tony bennett has been practicing this um for a while now i i don't think this is a change that would like sprung on them that they that's going to be you know surprising for them right now to have to work through i just also think that it's going to be it's going to be harder to play a pack line defense and it will open up the court more so when you have everybody spread out just a little bit more the defense is going to spread out with you right so it's going to open up more cutting lanes going through the lane. I think scoring is going to go up in college basketball in on every level. It's because it's harder to play a defense. You want to talk about the second rule change? I, I yes. like both of these rule changes, so I'm actually really happy with it. Uh, the second one, at least to me, is less substantial. Uh, so now when you a team gets an offensive rebound, the shot clock will reset to 20 instead of 30. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Just so like in the, shot... in the NBA goes to 14. Right. To me, it makes sense because, you know, you, when you bring the ball up the court, you get 10 seconds to bring it up. If you get an offensive rebound, you don't need those 10 seconds because you're already up the court. So I, I don't think it's going to be that significant of a change, honestly. I don't either. And I saw somebody saying on Twitter.com that it would affect the way that Roy's teams play, but I don't necessarily believe that because, I mean, obviously our teams are known for hounding the offensive glass. I don't think it really affects our offense because I feel like we're a team that likes to get a quick shot after an offensive rebound, unless unless y'all think differently, but... I like to think that we either go right back up with it or kick it out for a quick three. Specifically, I hearken to a like a under three minutes, uh, you know, about a five point differential versus Duke. I can remember so many times Ooh. where we got a crucial offensive rebound, like just and we're just holding it for another thirty. Um, and I think that might what be they're referring to. That's true, but I think that affects everybody, not just UNC. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right that we weren't putbacks. We aren't trying to reset the offense. Right, exactly. We we don't pull it back out usually. 
usually it's straight back up or kicking it out to an open or, or, or passing it around the key uh, around the perimeter to try and find the open man. Yeah. So those are changes coming to college basketball. Um, anything else y'all have to say about it? Not really. I like it. I'm, I'm happy with it. One of the few times I'm happy with the NCAA. Shall we get to some questions? Let's do it. Born for it. First, from Sarah Muck at Sarah underscore McCullough, friend of the show. What would you do if a hockey puck broke your jaw? Uh, One, I would be confused in what situation I got myself into where a (laughs) hockey puck would be breaking my jaw. That would be my first concern. Two, I would be in a lot of pain. Yeah, I'd probably yell a little bit. I'd stop the activity that got my bra joking. My bra joking. Good lord. That was a straight up accidental spoonerism. I don't know where that came from. It's okay. That was like a sitcom. Instead of sta- uh, instead of stands and chairs, I tell my kids to to put up the chans and stairs. It's okay. I do it all the time. Aren't you such a funny band director? I know. I do it by accident. It's not on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah, I don't know what to tell you, bud. (laughs) Is this like a situation that you're trying to prepare for? (laughs) I think it's coming off of... She did tweet like a video from someone that legitimately got the jaw. Some Bruins player got their jaw broken. And is playing right now. like Currently, right now. Like, as we speak. That is not healthy. Don't don't do that. Yeah, I I think those are what we do. I think that's pretty good. All right, next from uh, Jenna at Jenna Z XOXO. What are you going to gossip over now that go- Game of Thrones is done? I cannot read today. First talk. Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother is coming. There's supposedly something big happening tomorrow because they had an announcement for an announcement today. All Stars? God, I no, it's not going to be all All Stars. <laughs> But what I'm worried about is that it's going to be half newbies and half returnees because the promo involved Jeff and Bailey posted that she needs that starting tomorrow, something big is happening that she needs people's support for. And Bailey and I think Bailey and I think Casey both said that they needed someone for uh, like a hair project or maybe it was Caitlin and Bailey. So I'm worried that it's going to be couples again. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. What are you gossiping over, Mav? I'll find every chance I get to talk about Star Wars. I figured that was coming. <laughs> oh, I might actually finally watch Solo tomorrow. Maybe I'll download <laughs> it and watch it on my plane ride. But probably not. <laughs> David? I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm reading disappointing things about E3 right now. I missed that. What was happening? What well, are we going to gossip about? Over oh, I'm, over. I'm, I might start watching Chernobyl because I've heard good things. It's very good. Um, I also need to start watching Westworld because I have not. I've watched the first episode, but I have not watched any more than that. I'm watching it right now. Um, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to watch Big Little Lies. So that's going to be my thing for the summer, for at least the first part, before I switch over to... Um, Full Metal Brother. Brotherhood. What? I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> it, <laughs> listen, it's in my continue watching. Uh, I watched the first episode of Black Mirror yesterday. Uh, catching uh, first episode of season five. I'm catching up on The Flash. And then Supergirl eventually... I have a lot of stuff. Stay tuned. Let's see. Next question. How about a question that has that I can't answer because I don't have much experience with this one. Uh, also from Jenna. Tan lines ranked from least to most inconvenient. Sock tans are awful. I mean, the good old watch I actually watch did tan. used to get a bunch of sock tans. I don't think watch tans are that bad because I wear my watch tan my watch every day, so like no one sees the watch tan unless I want to show it off. Oh, also I got a new watch band this week. Very nice. 
I would I would go with sunglasses tan. I'm outside oh, doing marching band one. things. Sunglasses tans are the worst. Yeah. That one I get kids commenting on. They're like, ha ha, you got a sunglass. I'm like, ha I'll punch you across the room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's also just the, the classic farmer's tan. Um, I mean, I'm pale enough, but like halfway up my bicep and towards my shoulder, it is pearly white. And I at least have freckles below that. It's just... Aaron, I actually did see your um, the watch band earlier, and I meant to tell you I liked it. But Thank you. It has a I matching watch it. face, too. Do, do any of you have Apple Watches? Uh, we all yes. Have, do you all have Apple Watches? Oh, okay. Call I don't have... I, I have an iPhone, but I do not have an Apple Watch. Is it worth it? Yes. Yes. It is? Okay. Why is it worth it? Convince me. You, you only need a Series 1, and you'll be fine. So I don't need the newest one? I don't think so. It's it depends it's what you so want to use it for. I'll have to go actually do some research then, I guess. <laughs> Ugh, I can't believe this. I actually have to research things I'm going to buy. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. A question from Martha at Frilicious. Are internet friends better than real life friends? Uh, what are we? We're real life friends. We're not we're, internet friends. We are for sure... Have we turned into uh, internet friends? That's what are, I was we say, internet are we now friends? internet friends? <laughs> Have we morphed into like Colby? We just got dinner together, so we're real life friends. But <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you or Aaron, you or Maverick. I said you, like I'm looking at your picture on the Google Hangout. Like, yeah. you can tell which one I'm looking at. I haven't seen you or Maverick since November. Since the last football game I was at, we're internet friends, y'all. Dang. It be your own people. It be your own people. <laughs> so I guess so. That's what I'm saying. It's like, are, are we now internet friends now? I guess. <laughs> wow, that's sad. I'm going to cry after this now. Okay, thanks for that. Either way, uh, <laughs> um... I like real life friends. I don't know. I like human to human interaction, like physically. I just like friends, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I love my internet friends, though. I legitimately have people that I have never met once in actual life, but we're like, hey, what's up, bro, on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely true. Garrett's my internet friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Garrett is my real life friend. <laughs> I should meet. I'm gonna meet Garrett one day. It'll happen. It'll happen. It's gonna be great. He still lives right down the road from me. So if you ever in Charlotte again, I'll just I'll bring him <laughs> along. All right. He brought me to the champion Checkers hockey game. They won, right? Yes, they just they won the the whatever cup it is that. <laughs> the Calder Cup. Calder yes. Cup. Calder Cup. Yeah. Why do you know that? The, it was on my TV a couple minutes ago. All right. Are we moving on to some things that we are watching, reading, playing? Yes. I am reading my first physical book in like since I took a contemporary literature class. It's this one that I'm holding up for y'all, Children of Blood and Bone. It is really good. Wh- I am digging it. When you say physical book, do you mean like... The first book book that you've read or like the first book that you've held in paper and not on book your phone? that I've held in paper. Okay. Yeah, I've done a bunch of audiobooks and um, a couple books on Kindle, but like this is the first book that I was like, I'm going to look at some paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm digging it a lot. Uh, M- Maverick, Star Wars game. Yeah, so we have we've alluded to earlier. Um, we're currently in the E3 season um, with a bunch of new games coming out. They have a Gears of War 5, I believe they've uh, announced. There's like a Terminator game coming out. Uh, but they have Has released... God of War been announced? Announced? I saw whisperings about something with Ragnarok. Corey Barlog, the director of God of War, uh, you, he was tweeting for about a month. And if you put the tweets together... And you did the first letter of each tweet. It said Ragnarok is coming. Uh, 
See, I saw that on Twitter. I was like, that's a lot of work for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, someone posted it for me. So, Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, it was true. I looked at it. And uh, it seems like that's going to be the next title. They also put out a PS4 theme that you like. It's like the overlay on the home screen. And somebody has way too much time on their hands and actually translated the Nordic runes that were on the side of the boat on the picture. And it says Ragnarok is coming. Wow. I, so, I'm hyped so, for it. I love God of War. I just played through it again not that long ago. There is a pride theme on PlayStation 4 right now, and I want it. But I also want to keep my Kingdom Hearts little menu sounds because they make me so happy. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the pride theme? It's just like a rainbow theme. A rainbow theme. Oh, oh, pride, like that kind of pride. Yeah. And I want it, but I also I can I keep my Kingdom Hearts little little pinky noises. The tick tick tick, <laughs> cling cling. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. Uh, uh, all right, whatever games are coming. Um, there is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I'm is that so what Keanu was? Keanu, oh. John Wick, Neo, the one, Ma freaking Reeves. <laughs> Like he, like he is on a roll between John Wick three. This man is in Toy Story four, and he's about to be in the biggest game of this generation. I'm calling. Always it. be my maybe. <laughs> Have uh, y'all seen the trailer for Always Be My Maybe? Uh, where he says, "I miss your thighs." Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, I love Ali Wong. She's a Ali fantastic comedian. Randall Park is great. That whole cast is great. I think. Aqua is Aquafina in the movie too? Maybe not. Maybe I'm mixing that up. Anyway, I'm gonna watch that movie. I think next week. Keon is great. Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Go ahead. Uh, it's I. They didn't need to get us more hype for it because they've <laughs> they've already done the legwork. All the trailers that have been leading up, all the gameplay that they've shown has been really good. Like no, they didn't need to make it any cooler. And then they just throw Keanu Reeves in, Reeves in there. So I mean. Now I'm just shoving money into my disk drive, just hoping that they take it. Um, and not only that, but they gave us a release date. I think it's April of 2020. Nice. Um, Aquafina, excuse me, is going to be in a feature, a theatrical feature that they talked about at Sundance. This is why I got confused. It is coming out this summer as well. Uh, I... I saw Microsoft had like their whole thing today, but I don't have an Xbox, so I wasn't really looking at what they were doing. So something that might interest you, Colby, is that there's a game coming out called Elden Ring, and the premise is that the guy who makes all the Dark Souls games, Hidetaka Miyazaki, um, oh, with George R. R. Martin, is, is doing it with George R. R. Martin, and so half of the people are like, "Heck yeah!" Like a new game, and it's from the mind of George R. R. Martin, and he helped it, and he was in. And the other half are like, "Where the hell are the books, <laughs> George? The Where the hell are the books, George? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Don't you have something to do?" <laughs> yeah, I looked it up on YouTube, and literally the first comment was, "Shouldn't you be doing something?" <laughs> but no. Did you hear anything, though, about the Star Wars? Have, have you all heard about it? Yes, I, I saw the gameplay trailer for it. Okay. I have just seen that it is going to be a thing. I have not looked into it much at all. Um, it's called, like, the Fallen Jedi Fallen Order. Um, the brief synopsis is it's supposed to take place uh, basically immediately post-Order 66. Um, the main player who uh, is voiced by Cameron Monaghan... Um, is like a was a Padawan in training, um, so not a youngling. And, yeah, not a youngling. He not he's a yingling. teenager. Not a youngling. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme. Yinglings. I saw that meme. It was so good. I saw a security footage of Anakin killing the younglings. <laughs> Gosh, but no, he's basically on the run from the Empire. Uh, still got a lightsaber. Still learning them ways. Uh, I think one of the cool things they am, like trying to tie thing is it is canon. Um, oh, it is canon. It is canon. Uh, cause uh, the main thing they did he's they showed the mission where he was on Kashyyyk, 
and he was helping Saw Gerrera, who you might remember uh, from Rogue One. Forrest Whitaker, yes. Really nice. Okay. Well, it's been a second since I've had we've had a good Star Wars game because both Battlefronts disappointed me greatly. So yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Don't be too shocked that I disappointed Star Wars. I was just under the impression uh, that they were coming out with an open world Star Wars game, mm-hmm. um, which I would just gush. You over. would die. You would die. <laughs> Like, put Star Wars in, like, GTA or Red Dead Redemption kind of a world. That would be amazing. GTA just steal a Star Destroyer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, listen, after the Battlefront games, after Star Wars Force Unleashed 2, which sucked butt, and let's see, Star Wars 1313 got canceled... So that ruined my dreams. So, I mean, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a good one. Also, disappointment number two. The lightsaber still doesn't cut limbs. I know that's harsh to say, but that's what people want to do with a lightsaber is cut limbs. And it still just leaves the like a burn mark. This is Disney. This is Disney, Maverick. We are pushing an hour. Do... Did y'all want to talk about Galaxy's Edge or save that for next week? Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I don't have too much to say about it. Uh, well, how about this? Uh, so, Galaxy's Edge, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure all of you know, uh, has opened in, uh, soft opened in Disneyland. Yeah. In their, um, in their main park. And is coming to Disney World at Hollywood Studios in August. So let's just do this real simply. Um, Aaron, are you excited about Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> David, uh, I am. I you know every time, like as I get older and cynical, like I just think about lines. So I know it's going to be popping, which means more wait time. So I know that I'm going to have to have a day. Which park is it in again? It's at in Disney World is Hollywood Studios. So it's in Hollywood Studios. I know that I'm gonna have to have a day where it's well, you know, Hollywood Studios really doesn't have that much that I like to do anyway. So I guess I could just spend a whole day there. Oh, like, wait, I just know. Rockin roller coaster. Now I know what you're talking about. I am excited. Hollywood Studios is a very underrated park. It is, and you know, but I personally am not a huge fan of um the Tower of Terror oh, and the Rocket Ride. The Rocking Roller Coaster is really cool. I did that. Um but other than that, I can't really – there's nothing that really sticks out in my mind that I liked to do in Hollywood Studios. They've got the new Toy Story Land with the Slinky Coaster, which I've heard is excellent. Hmm. Uh, Maverick, I don't think you're too pumped about either Disneyland or the Hollywood Studios version. Nope. And uh, – Of yeah. course I'm freaking pumped. <laughs> They have like a build your own lightsaber store, but they're like two hundred dollars. So I'm gonna have to save up. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty cool. It's a cool experience. And I want to go in the Falcon. I've heard a lot of good thing about the staff, like how immersive the staff is there. And you can't say younglings. You anymore. cannot say younglings. <laughs> I did see that. You can yeah, if you tell like so a uh, YouTuber that I follow on Twitter, Jenny Nicholson. She was talking to a cast member at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, and one of them said kids, and she said, don't you mean younglings? And he was like, yeah, we don't really say younglings anymore after Order 66, so... Don't say yingling. No yinglings. No yinglings. No yinglings. Please no more yinglings. But y'all, that is it for this week's episode of Never Made Varsity. So if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com. Never Made Varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. If you do that, we'll read it on the show. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at Never Made Pod. Thank you to David Cutter for our wonderful music. And you know what? We'll talk to you maybe next week since we're going to have some staff issues. But we will, we'll see how that goes. So we'll talk to you when we talk to you. 
Have a good one, y'all. Andrew, I accept your apology.